Welcome to episode 17 of the Coal Region Campfire. We have another good episode in store here today. We got Jake Figuera. I probably said that wrong, so Jake, I apologize. Uh, but he is a founding member of the band Brodero, formerly of uh, Crowbot, but he was a Coal Region guy here uh, for a little bit. And uh, I actually met him over the summer. Um, at a wedding, I was doing a, I was working a photo booth, and uh, by the way, for any of your photo booth needs, Julia Bridal's photo booth, uh, you could just email me and I'll take care of you. But he walked in and uh, he definitely had the air of a, of a rock guy, and couldn't have been nicer. Uh, actually, the whole wedding party was uh, incredibly nice, and he has a little dog, uh, Boots, who they brought in the photo booth and who is incredibly cute. But before we get to Jake. A little quick word from our sponsor, Darren J. March, a certified financial planner with Raymond James. Guys, before investing your hard-earned money, make sure your financial advisor understands your objectives. Darren's a certified financial planner with Raymond James Financial Services and has been assisting clients in northeastern Pennsylvania for more than 17 years. Darren was born, raised, and lives in Pottsville. So whether you need stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, or tax-favored bonds, or maybe you have an old retirement plan to roll over, or your advisor just doesn't keep in touch, Darren could help. Call Darren at 570-640-8010 or email him at darren.march at raymondjames.com. House calls and consultations are free. Raymond James Financial Services, member of FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. So with that, on to Jake. Now, actually, I uh, we, we met um, at a wedding over the summer. I don't know if you remember. I, I had I was doing a photo booth at one of the weddings, and you had uh, your dog there, Boots, who, who was so cute. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember I was uh, I was there with my girlfriend, and I saw you guys walk in, and I had no idea. You know, I, I'm I'm not really a big like I like music, but I'm not like so in tune with everything that's going on. And she's like, yeah, they're yeah. they're they're like a big band. And I was like, oh my god, and you guys couldn't have been nicer. Like you guys were awesome. That was probably one of the most fun photo booths that we did. Um, so it's, it's, it's nice to finally, uh, I, and then I went home and I started like, you know, YouTube and stuff like that. So, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so now you're, you're in Brodero. What's it like starting, you know, a new band? Is it, are, do you guys have a label or is it independent? Um, right now we're, we're uh, totally independent. Um, <clears throat> we're not opposed to, um, you know, uh, going the label route and everything but right now we want to uh we want to make sure to independently release at least our, our first initial ep um and then we'll explore that possibility and possibly shop around but um you know right now it's it's uh it, it's always difficult starting any new project but sure. um you know we're really stoked uh especially just for the fact that you know doing the label thing for so long yet there are some extreme benefits to that but we kind of want to take advantage of um all the benefits that, that you really can utilize when you're independent and you don't necessarily need to uh, seek someone's approval, especially, you know, someone who isn't even necessarily um, that involved in the, in the musical aspect of it. You know, sure. it's, yeah, it, it's great to have a business partner, so to speak, but you know, when, when they're attempting to influence the actual, sound at that point you know sometimes it's kind of like hey man I, I, i'd like to i'd like to be the artist here for a minute you can be the businessman but you know 
Now, how do you channel? I'm sure, like, you know, you guys are probably anxious. It's you, your brother, and uh, uh, Joe Serrati, right? He's a guitar player? Yes, yes. Okay. So, how do you guys channel all that creativity to kind of, like, because I'm sure you're probably bouncing around. I, you know, I, I write, I edit, and I notice when I get really excited, you know, I'm, I'm doing a million things, and it's hard to kind of just focus, like, all right, just focus on this. So, is there any kind of keys to the success, or you just kind of go in the room and kind of jam out, or... How does that work? Um, yeah, it's pretty much uh, we've, especially me and Paulie, we've always we've always been under the impression of you know, if somebody comes up with something cool, you know, it's it's always it's just going to feel good, you know, and we'll we'll just throw ideas back and forth, and you know, everybody's usually in pretty good agreement of, hey man, yeah, that that sounds cool, that feels cool, let's keep going with it, you know, and then the idea can develop from there, and uh, you know, if if. Uh, if it if it seems like any any sort of a struggle, usually it ends up not being worth it anyway. You know, we're we're not the kind of cats. We're not going to waste time pretending to write you know thirty, forty, fifty songs. You know that you know a majority of them are garbage. You know, sure. I'd rather I'd rather spend time and write you know eight to twelve quality good songs. So people say, oh well, how many tunes do you have right now? You know, we're like, ah, oh, we have like maybe six to eight tunes right now. Oh, that doesn't seem like a lot. It's, well, you know, I, I could bullshit you and tell you I got 25 songs, but, you know, <laughs> 15 yeah. of them suck. You know what I mean? Like, that's, then what good is it to have 25 songs? You I, know? I, I know, like, in, in screenwriting, you'll talk to some people, and they'll be like, oh, I got 30 scripts. And you're like, how many of those are actually good? Because it takes a long time to write one script, let alone 30. There's no way that 30 yeah, could exactly. be good. Exactly. Now, so. now, growing up, when did you, you were in a band, Thick Leather Brick, am I saying that right? Is that the right name of the band? Yep. Now, when did you like have that realization that, hey, maybe I could do this professionally and make a career out of this? Um, you know, I I always remember uh, as a kid wanting to be some sort of entertainer, you know, and even Paulie was like that too. I mean, he wanted to play drums since I could remember when we were little little kids, you know, and then we started playing instruments in the school band, and actually my first. Uh, my first live performance, you could call it. It was at a school concert, you know, and I had a, a little beginner saxophone solo and I totally choked in front of the whole school, man. <laughs> totally. And uh, I don't know. I think after that day, I was like, you know what, dude? I am never going to choke again and I'm totally going to prove to these people that I could kick ass. So now, I've been trying to. Now, in the, <laughs> music, in the music world, what, what does that mean you choke? You forgot the notes or, or just it just didn't it just didn't hit the way you wanted it to. Dude, literally everything that could have just been wrong was wrong. I, I don't even think I made a single sound come out of, out of I was playing the saxophone at the time. Uh -huh. I don't think a single sound came out. You know, I was I was trying to put air through the instrument. My fingers were moving, but it was just nothing was coming out and I totally just freaked out, froze up and, and that was it. So what, what, so you're in thick leather brick I know, and then you team up with, uh, with Crowbot. How, and I think you, you said uh, Sharon, she's a local uh, uh, Potsil lady. She kind of entered you guys into a, into a contest. Is that how, is that how it kind of started? Um, well, I mean, that's how, that's how, um, the record label got interested when mm -hmm. she had, she had entered, um, a video into, uh, you know, like, a a contest that's like, you know, enter, enter your band to play the Grammys or something. 
And, uh, you know, one of those super long shot things, and obviously nothing ever came out to, to winning the contest when it came to playing the Grammys, but um, a, a representative for Wind-Up Records at the time just happened to see a link pop up on the side of his screen, you know, on like YouTube or something, and and that kind of uh, sparked the interest. So. Hmm. Now, when you're first starting out, like, you know, when you're younger, you, you know, you have a little band, what, what's the feeling like when you when you book you know, a bar or a venue. I mean, I know it's not the biggest one in the world, but I'm sure the excitement of that is, is amazing. Your first one. Oh yeah, it's great. I mean, you're, you're super stoked. Um, and, and pretty much it's like it, when you book your first gig, especially when you're younger as a kid and stuff, I mean, that's when you make all the classic mistakes, you know, Oh, we'll, we'll do it for free. We'll do it just for exposure, you know, and all those, all those funny things, which, you know, at, at the time, I guess, that that's an okay thing as long as you don't let that fall into your uh, steady business practice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, you look um, at the Beatles. I mean, they were playing weddings right before they made it big. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. You know, so and and we we did all of that, man. We played we played parties. We played, you know, at like um, VFW houses and stuff where kids would throw together punk shows, and you know, we did everything that. And then as we started getting older, started playing bars and clubs and venues and stuff, and it just kind of kept on. You know, as as we got older, it got into a kind of more matured settings and environments. Yeah, I'm always fascinated by, you know, when you look back and you see where you were. You know, I'm sure when you're on stage, you know, when you're on tour, you probably think, man, we were playing in front of, you know, maybe 50 to 100 people. And now, I mean, it, it just, it's just really neat. I mean, it's just to look back and say, you know, we just had to keep with it. I mean, it, it's all about just oh, yeah. going along and... You know, I'm sure there's times yeah, where you doubt. Was there, was there ever a time that you were doubting yourself that, you know, maybe this won't work out? I mean, did you have a backup plan of what, what you would do? Um, you know, I, I never really had a backup plan, um, especially when it came to playing music. You know, music was always the backup plan. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, as, 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 as funny as that may seem, but... Um, you know, yeah, there's there's plenty of times, even still, where it's just, you know, stuff gets hard and you start thinking, man, have, have I been making the right choices? Is there, is there something that I need to be doing better, something I need to be doing differently? And, you know, those times will come and, and hopefully they go just as fast as they come around. But, you sure. know, it, it is reassuring. Like, I mean, we just played our first our first live show um, as Brodero over the weekend. Unfortunately, winter, winter fest, right? Was weather. Winter? Uh, yeah, Winter Wheelie Fest. You know, unfortunately, um, our guitarist going to make it due to the weather. There was, you know, it started snowing like crazy last minute. But, um, you know, we said, fuck it. We still went out there. We still played our set um, as best we could, you know, with, with without having a guitarist and stuff. But, um, was you that, know, it was... Was that your first was set as Brodero? such a boost. What's that? Was that your first official set as Brodero? Yeah, yeah, it was. Our, our first live appearance as Brodero. And, you know, it was... Um, it it was 100% fun. It was, you know, one of those things where, hey, man, we're just going to see what the hell we can do because, you know, we're here. May as well give it a go. And it was really awesome to see, uh, you know, familiar faces and people who were genuinely excited just to, just to see us and see what was going on. And that kind of, you know, gives you that boost again of like, hey, man, you know, this is, this is something I can't stop. You know, I, I, I have to keep doing it. You yeah. know, it feels too good. 
I listened to your your single. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Oh, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, what's what's life like on tour? I mean, is is it really you know sex, drugs, and rock and roll, or or is that kind of in the movies? Uh, I mean, to tell you the truth, man, that's that's mostly movies nowadays. I mean. There are, you know, yeah, sure, there are some drugs here and there. There is party here and there. Every now and then there's girls here and there. But to tell you the truth, man, everybody in the industry nowadays is all about the, hey, man, cover your ass and look like a polite, pretty package that can be sold to the masses because Twitter and Facebook is going to, you know, deem you unfit to be in the public and all that. And, you know, it's all it's all a bunch of fucking bullshit, really. Right. It really, really is. Because even that's the thing is when you do find the sex, drugs, and rock and roll aspect of it, everybody who's doing that is so fucking hush-hush that it's just like this big secret. So it's like, man, this isn't even fun anymore. Like, you took the whole fun out of it. We're supposed to get out <laughs> Yeah, what else do you want to be a rock star for? <laughs> yeah, you know. What do you mean I'm not supposed to get drunk here, you know? How exhausting is being on tour? Um, you know, that really depends. Um... I mean, it, it, there's there's always going to be an aspect where you, where you get run down. You know, there's just odd hours. You never you never get the right amount of sleep and stuff like that. But there is an ebb and flow to it that you can certainly find. But you know, the main thing with that is is ensuring that you have a you know a good team behind you. You uh-huh. know, if if you have any members of the team that that are just you know not willing to put that extra effort in themselves, then it really does make that much more of a negative impact to everyone else. You know, it's like an exponential difference, you know? Mm. So you're always going to be exhausted on tour or tired, you know, but if you have the right team and the right team can be only, you know, say one other guy, you know, you have that one person who's just a little bit more motivation and just that extra hand when you need it. And it becomes a, a completely feasible and enjoyable, you know, um, opportunity. Now, you toured, you know, obviously you toured the U.S., but you toured Europe too, right? Yeah, yeah, a few times. What was the, what was your favorite place to play over there? Oh, that is hard to say, man. Um, there's just so many awesome, awesome places over in Europe, and people are so actively, like, just pursuant when it comes to everything uh, music, you know, much more so than over here. Like, Anywhere we've played in the UK, um, the response has been phenomenal, just unbelievable, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, even, you know, basically London to Glasgow and everywhere in between was 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 <clears throat> just way more of an incredible experience than I could have ever imagined, you know? And then when you get over to mainland Europe, it's pretty much you name it, and it's awesome, you know? I mean, my favorite personally was... Uh, Spain just because of the cuisine and it, it was a little bit warmer when we went down there and everything and Did I'm you guys ever play in Italy? To the warm. Uh, no, we were supposed to um, we had tentative tour dates uh, there at one point and then they ended up you know falling through routing didn't work out for whatever reason but always wanted to I hope to someday soon you know So what happens like when you're on tour you'll like like okay you you play what time did you go on like around 10 o'clock at night? Um, yeah, it would depend, but yeah, usually, you know, nine, ten o'clock, something like that. So you play till like 11 or midnight, and then you kind of go out in the town, you know, or, or do you get on the bus and go to the next place right away? Well, 
a lot of times um, it's just, you know, after your show, um, you either wait for the next band, you know, to finish, and you got to do your whole, you know, thing, stay at the merch booth and meet fans and then load up. And a lot of times it, it's either, you know, get to the hotel or hostel or wherever you're staying as fast as possible to get as much sleep as possible because uh, there's going to be a drive, you know. You're either doing the drive after the show or the next morning, so right. there's not too many times where you uh, where you really get to enjoy, you know, a, a city's entire day and entire night. But, you know, um, because we were lucky enough to, to tour over there a number of times, um, it seemed like each each time we went over there, we got to enjoy the cities that we didn't, you know, the time before. Right. Now, when you're playing like at a festival with a bunch of other bands, what, what's it like between the bands? Is it, is it more of like a camaraderie or is there a little bit of, you know, competition? You know, everyone wants to have the best band. What's that like? Um, you know, it, the festivals are kind of funny because it's, there's always so much of a, of a crazy, <clears throat> just, it's almost like everything is a scheduling conflict, you know, from the second you get there, you have to be at some place to possibly load in, and then you have to run halfway across the arena to get to, you know, the media tent where you're going to do a few interviews, but then you only got 15 minutes to get to the catering tent that's across the opposite end, and then you got to go on for a half an hour, and then you got to, you know. Right. So a lot of times you end up missing most of the shit that you want to see, you know. And, sure. Um what you find at the festivals, though, the biggest uh, camaraderie that I that I have definitely found that's like blatant is all of the band's crew members, for whatever reason, are always just so on top of shit and just you know uh, they that's again like I said you got the right team and everything is going to be so much easier for you and that was always the case um, at the festivals for us was all the other bands that we happen to be uh, on the same stage with all of their crews were always the nicest guys, most professional, most helpful, you know, and that, that was really, really awesome to see. Absolutely. Where have, were you ever like, were you ever starstruck playing with a band or, or meeting a band that, you know, some, a band that you kind of looked up to, you know, when you were a kid and then you find yourself um, playing with them or, or meeting them? Well, uh, there were definitely a, a bunch of instances that were pretty, pretty wowing for that. Um, but I mean, I mean, really, the the opportunities that we had. I mean, we we got the tour with Motorhead, you know, like that. That in itself was just right insane. I still, even just saying that, it's like I'm I'm catching my tongue. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I play with Motorhead, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that's that's probably the biggest one. Um, but you know, there was always always really awesome cats coming out when we were on tour with uh seven to us and stuff you know some of the guys from corn came out a couple nights and watched us play and shit and you know that's that's always pretty amazing now what's what's the most, most amount of people you've ever played in front of who i don't know i think like twenty thousand, maybe wow what i mean what's uh, that feeling like i mean everyone wants to be a rock star so you're 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 living it when you're in front of twenty thousand people playing i mean could you, I mean, is it orgasmic or, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It's like probably the closest thing a man could come to multiple orgasms. <laughs> I, I, I mean, just have 20,000 people like just cheering you on. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, and 
rowdy people, not just people sitting in a chair. I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it's it's a really, 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 really incredible thing, and, and I'm very thankful that I've been able to experience what I have. You know, it's uh, a lot more than than most are lucky enough to even you know get to pretend they see. So now, when it's um, that many people, you know, going back to your to your. Uh, saxophone days and you said you know you choked in front of the in front of the school like when it's that many people do, does it even register anymore or is it just like you're playing by yourself like like do you ever forget your um, notes when you're on stage or just or you just kind of roll with it uh well i mean personally for me it you know you can feel that there's a just massiveness to the room uh-huh. you know um you usually can't see quite as much as you would think because there's real bright lights, you know, all that, that whole dig. But, you know, when you have a huge stage to slam around on too, it's really easy to get lost in that, and w- which I think is great because, you know, if I was thinking about 20,000 people the entire time, you know, it would freak me out a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but it, it is, um, it's just as exciting as it is overwhelming, I'd say. You know, it's it's one of those, like, I don't know, just one of those those things. It's hard to explain, but uh, it, it's definitely amazing, you know. Now, how do you come up with, like, you came up with Brodero. How long did it take you to come up with that name? Um, you know, I'm not even quite sure. Me and, uh, me and Paul had been um, scatting back and forth a little bit, you know, and uh, usually, I mean, we always used to joke around just making up band names here and there, but um, one day Paul said it he's like hey man i was thinking about this you know what do you think about brodero and the second he said it it was like dude yeah hell yeah boom you know it wasn't even a question um so i I don't really remember how long it necessarily took but it wasn't too long and it was one of those things like once once the words came out of paulie's mouth it was like boom you just clicked you know yeah yeah so that was cool now you mentioned like immersion nights before. How important is that with a, with a band today? Just the kind of branding yourself. It's it's everything. It's literally everything. Because even as I mean, the, the one thing that disappoints me the most about you know playing music and stuff. Yeah, it's great to have these opportunities. You get super lucky with when when a when an already popular band really likes your stuff. You know, and they give you this great opportunity to go on tour with them, you know, uh-huh. and that's, that's awesome, man. Great for exposure, great for this, that, and the other thing. But if you don't have merch on those tours, you are not going to make it to the next show because as an opening band, you're getting like, you know, a hundred to $250 uh, in payment for a show. So oh, that's it? if you got four, oh yeah. If you got four or five guys on the road, you know, you're spending, 80 to a hundred dollars in gas a day, you know, you got to try to find a place to hang your head. You got to try to eat, you know, you got to try to get to the next gig. If you don't have merch, you are not going to make it. So that's like, that's, that's how bands make money is with merch. You know, what do you guys have for Berdera? Some t-shirts, hats and stuff. Right now we just have uh, t-shirts, but we are in the process of uh, getting designs together for hats um, we're going to hope to have some, some novelty stuff, you know, uh, coffee mugs and stuff like that. But, uh, it's, it's mainly going to be t-shirts and hats, that type of deal. Um, until, uh, until we get the ball rolling with more touring and stuff, we'll see. Um, I mean, plus the lines will change as, as it, uh, 
as it gets back into the fall, you know, we'll probably end up doing hoodies and, and all that typical stuff. But right now we're just focused on, uh, t-shirts. We'll be getting hats in soon. And then, um, you know, mainly the EP, that's going to be another big merch item, you know? Does, uh, does Boots go on tour with you? Um, he hadn't previously, but he will be now. Yes. Oh, nice. Okay. Boots, yeah, by the way, for the awesome. listeners out there, is is as uh, your dog, cute little dog. Yeah, oh yeah, he's the mascot too. So yeah. Now, when you as a dog, I, I have a dog too. I, I'm sure when you're away from him for that long, you probably spend like three days just like hugging him. I imagine, right? When you come. Back. Oh yeah, big time, dude. That is the best. He's like snuggle master. Yeah, I always say one of the, one of the more fun things to do is is coming home like with a little buzz on and just petting your dog. It's it's like one of the funnest things to do for some reason. Oh, ever yeah, dude, it's great. It's so, great. I put my face on his face. Yeah, nose to nose. <laughs> I got a big nose. So yep. was, yeah. So, <laughs> do you miss anything from the from the coal region from Pottsville? Any kind of food or anything? What's that? Do you miss anything from, from living in the coal region in, in Pennsylvania here? Like any kind of food, pizza? Uh, I wouldn't, I, nothing's really coming to mind offhand. I mean, I used to love the uh, the cheesesteaks and the wings at Trip and Billy. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't even know. Trip and Billy's on, on uh, Center Street. I didn't even know they had chicken wings and, and, and cheesesteaks. That's good to know. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their food, I used to go there eat all the time, man. Steve was super cool. Did you guys ever, um, uh, did you guys ever play locally here? Um, we did, and then, you know, for whatever reason, um, we kind of stopped doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, now, such what, is life. What uh, what could we expect from Bordero going, for, uh, you know, ahead? Uh, well, right now we're, um, we're getting everything together to hopefully finish our EP real soon. Um, and then pretty much once, once the EP is released, we'll be able to start, um, doing some strategic touring. Um, we're going to be hoping to hit the overseas market, um, probably a little bit harder than we are going to try to hit, um, probably a little harder than we're going to try to hit over here initially, just cause the markets over there are much more, um, profitable, um, not now, necessarily would that be in, a, in a monetary just, wise, but would that be Europe and Asia? Uh, Europe. Okay. Europe. Yeah, I mean, I wish we could get over to Asia, but I'd, I'd be lying if I said I even knew where to begin on that. <laughs> and, and people could follow you guys on Instagram and on Facebook, right? Um, yeah, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Our Instagram is uh, at Brodero Band. Um, we don't have a Twitter right now because I don't, I don't really know about Twitter. And I, dude, to tell you the truth, it's just kind of weird to me. You know, it's like people are tweeting out the same things that are on Facebook and Instagram. So it's like. Yeah, it's, it's uh, maybe I'm maybe times. I'm behind the times. Maybe I'm totally killing our marketing by saying that. But you know, <laughs> no, you're being real, and that's good. I think I think you can't put a price tag on being real. You know, because I I think people recognize when someone's being fake. You know what I mean? At least you hope so. Mm. Yeah, true story. E Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Um, Hopefully people. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me, man. I really, really appreciate it as well. Thank you for listening. Got a couple great uh, interview subjects lined up. I think you guys are going to keep enjoying it. See you next week.